Well, I hope that you have your Bibles with you this morning and will turn with me to the third gospel, Luke's gospel, chapter 2. We've been looking at Luke during the Advent season and even into today, Christmas, looking at the three reactions of Christmas. So the first reaction was that of amazement. People heard the story and they just could hardly believe what they were hearing. And then the second reaction was Mary's reaction, which was a reaction of treasuring and pondering, keeping and guarding these things in her heart. And this morning we look at the third reaction of Christmas, which is the shepherds spreading the good news of what has been told them. But let's read the entire, we really haven't read the Luke story in its entirety, so let's just take a moment to do that. It's a very familiar story, so follow along with me and let me read it as we kind of absorb it on this Christmas day. Luke 2 verse 1, in those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. Now that's quite a census if it was of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. Now that would have been a distance of about 85 to 90 miles. If you can imagine walking this morning from Greenville to Raleigh, except the hill country of uh, Israel is a little more challenging than the flatlands of eastern North Carolina. So there would have been some rocky, hilly terrain to overtake. Verse 5, he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn a son. She wrapped him in cloths, or she swaddled him and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is Christ. He is Messiah, the anointed one, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths or swaddled and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. 
when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. That's that, this third reaction of Christmas that we're going to look at today. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Sisters and brothers in Christ, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, on this Christmas morning, there are a couple of words that I want us to think about together. There are two words, or uh, really kind of a combination of, of a, some words and then a second word. The first word is fake news, and the second word is post-truth. You heard those two words recently? Fake news and post-truth. Let's talk about them for a moment. Fake news is made-up stuff. Fake news is deliberately published hoaxes, propaganda, misinformation, masterfully manipulated and designed to look like credible journalistic reports. It easily spreads to online audiences who are willing to believe the fiction hook, line, and sinker, and they start to spread the news. That's what fake news is. Now, the second word is post-truth. Post-truth actually happens to be the Oxford Dictionary's 2016 Word of the Year. How about that? Post-truth is an adjective, and it means relating to or denoting to circumstances, listen carefully, in which objective facts are less influential in shaping public opinion than appeals to emotion and personal belief. So the word post doesn't mean as much after the fact as it now means irrelevant. So post-truth is irrelevant truth because it's not really based on objective facts. It's based on appeal to emotions or to personal belief. Interestingly, just as an aside, the 2015 Oxford Dictionary Word of the Year, drum roll please, emoji. Emoji, you know those little symbols and text messages and emails that look like animals or places or smiley faces? Emoji was the 2015 Oxford Dictionary Word of the Year. All right, now, imagine with me just for a moment. Let's just take a moment and let our imaginations work a little bit. Let's think about the Luke 2 story. Let's think about the Luke 2 story, past and present. Let's think about the Luke 2 story, past and present, in light of those two words we've been talking about, or a combination of words, fake news and post or irrelevant truth. Go with me just for a moment back 2,000 years ago and imagine the shepherds of Luke chapter 2 being accosted and confronted by some people of their day, and here's what they might say to those shepherds. What in the world have you guys been drinking? 
What in the world have you shepherds been sniffing? You've got to be kidding me. You saw a vision of angels? And they told you about a mother and a father and a baby being born? Don't you understand that here around Bethlehem, these things happen all the time? And you said you even heard that the child was going to be in a manger? Well, that happens around Bethlehem too. We have to put our little babies any place that we can find them. And the fact that that baby was in that manger and wrapped in swaddling clothes really isn't that unusual at all. You shepherds are making up fake news. You're trying to manipulate the promise of the Jewish people's hope for a Messiah. Everyone knows the Messiah is going to be a great military and political leader and warrior after the likes of King David and King Solomon. Just another example of fake news going after these gullible people. Another example of post-truth where facts are less influential than appeals to the emotion. And the emotional appeal for a Messiah is pretty strong, and you shepherds knew that. But we know what you shepherds are trying to do. In the new year, you're hoping to cut a primetime news interview deal and make a lot of money out of it just to appeal to the hunger for the masses to have a Savior. Can you imagine some people saying that to the shepherds, accusing them of fake news and post-truth? Well, let's go to 2016 for just a quick second. Let's think about what people might say to us today as Christians about this Christmas story. Hey, maybe there really was a Jesus. I'll give you that much. Maybe there was a live Mary and Joseph in a manger in Bethlehem. But come on, do you really believe that angels exist? We live in 2016. Do you believe that angels exist and that they appeared to shepherds? Okay, I'm even going to go so far as to give you that maybe angels appeared and maybe there were some shepherds on the scene. But just because there were angels and shepherds and a baby who was born, maybe his name was Jesus and maybe he had a mother, Mary and Joseph, I'll give you that much. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he was the Messiah, the Christ, the Savior of the world. Here's one more example of fake news and post-truth, especially post-truth meaning irrelevant truth. Do you really think Jesus is relevant today, Christians? Let me tell you why I'm not so sure Jesus is relevant. Look at what Christians say they believe and then watch how Christians act and how Christians think. Just notice the discrepancy between the two. It seems to me that what a lot of people really want in 2016 is they want the Christmas carols and they want the Christmas lights and they want to feel all warm and fuzzy and they want to rock the baby Jesus, but they want to keep the adult Jesus at arm's length lest he make an impact and change their hearts and lives to start acting like, thinking like, and looking like Jesus. 
I think you Christians are all about fake news and post-irrelevant truth. Do you ever have somebody challenge you like that? I have as a pastor. I've had people look at me and look at you and say, I don't think what they say they believe goes with what they do. Maybe what they're basing their life off of is fake news and post-irrelevant truth. You know, the third reaction of Christmas is it says that the shepherds spread the news. Verse 17, they spread the word of what had been told them about this child. Now, you know, you got to get in the mindset of what these shepherds were all about. They were the people of the land which means they were probably not necessarily welcomed guests at the manger scene. They smelled like sheep. They smelled like outdoors. They probably hadn't had a bath in a couple of weeks and maybe a couple of months. And yet isn't it interesting that God takes these socioeconomically unacceptable people by the standards of the day and he makes those simple believing shepherds be the first recipients of the angel's good news that a Savior has been born for the entire world. So that's why these shepherds are my heroes, because they acted in faith. They responded to the simple news from the angels to go see Mary Joseph and the baby Jesus, and they were willing to share their experiences with anybody who would listen. So you got to ask yourself this question. Why is it that shepherds, minding their own business, already overcrowded with the day-to-day -day responsibilities of their shepherding work, why would these shepherds resort to making up a tale such as this one, as fake news, as post-truth that has more appeal to the emotions and personal belief than it does a factual basis, why would the shepherds make up a story like this? You see, the reality is you only got two directions you can go when it comes to this story. Either these shepherds and or a malicious manipulating writer by the name of Luke has concocted a false story, fake news, designed to mislead and misinform a gullible public, or... The story indeed is true. It's a true story about how God has acted in human history by the sending of his own son to redeem and save a world that's gone wrong. So if that's true, if God really did act in human history 2,000 years ago, guess what? It's not fake news. It's authentic news that is completely relevant for people's lives, and it's worthy for you and me to embrace as the third reaction of Christmas. We joined the shepherds in spreading the word of what had been told them about this child. You know, Luke 2, verse 20, the very last verse we read, should not be lost on us this morning. It says, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, and here's the key phrase, which were just as they had been told. Not fake news, but real news.
Not post or irrelevant truth, but truth that has the capacity to change our lives and to match what we say we believe with how we act and how we talk. In my judgment, that's good news. It's good news worthy to be spread by shepherds. It's good news worthy to be spread on Christmas Day in 2016 and beyond by you and by me. Friends, let's pray together. God, we thank you that the stories in your word are completely reliable and completely relevant for our lives even 2,000 years ago after the birth of Jesus. With confidence this morning, God, we affirm that the story is true. We affirm that the reality of the Christ child is true. And we see that reality happening all the time as you do continue to have, God, that capacity to change and transform our lives. So we thank you for the gift of Jesus. And we pray, God, that as we move into this new year, that we'll do exactly what the shepherds do, did that we will spread that word concerning what we have heard and what we have seen and what we have experienced in our own hearts and lives. So hear our prayer, Father, as we ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Well, friends, we're going to sing the hymn. It's out of your hymnal, number 258. Go tell it on the mountain. We can join the good news of the shepherds by singing this hymn and by putting it into action in our lives in the days to come. And if there is anyone this morning here that's worshiping that's never made that decision for the first time to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, then I hope that you'll come and share that with me this morning as I stand at the front. If there's ways that we can pray for you this morning, we have the prayer stations that are open. If you'd like to go back and leave a prayer request, pray with one of our ministers if you've been through our membership class, Oakmont 101, and you're ready to become a part of the Oakmont Church family, we would gladly receive you this day. So you respond as God leads you. Let's stand and let's sing together.